Welcome to Answers to Life's Challenging Questions, helping to open your eyes to the many solutions to life's everyday challenges. We spend so much time looking for support and guidance on how to resolve the issues we face, it can be easy to get lost and overwhelmed. Join in as we provide practical and professional advice to help guide you towards overcoming your barriers and finding the hope that will reignite your passion and help you live a happy and healthy life. Now, please welcome your hosts, Dr. Pamela Jordan and Dr. Craig Dossman. Greetings. This is Dr. Craig Dossman. I'm also here with Pamela Jordan. We want to encourage you to continue to send in your questions so that we can share with you from our experience when you're dealing with issues that might be too tough for you to handle. At this time, we're going to just go right into our questions. This guy I was seeing last year died. I'm still in shock. I can't seem to get past it. My friends seem to think I should get over it by now. It's been over a year and a half. We were in love. At the time of his death, we were on a break because I requested we take a couple months off to see if we really loved one another. Now I feel so guilty about knowing that he died alone. If I had been there, maybe he would still be alive. How do I get past the guilt and the loss of my best friend and my lover and soon to have been husband? I'm at a loss. Please help me. And it's signed, Frank. Well, I would say the first cousins to guilt and shame are I should have, I would have. I could have. Right. And though these are things that we have to get, we have to, as we grow in life, there's some things we we have no control over. And I guess in a sense of a death of another person, uh, the loss of someone, you know, there, there's just some things that because of the situation, uh, I don't know all the details of the cause of, of the death of this loved one. But I would say that normally it's a normal thing to grieve uh, over the death uh, of a loved one in your life. And, and some, some have even tried to make a suggestion, Dr. Jordan, that it, it should be based upon how many years you've been together. Like if you've been together seven years and at least one year, and then if you've been together this year, and each are making their own own assumptions about how long a person should grieve. But I, I know that when it comes to the areas of depression, that uh, you have your normal grief, and that's a normal period of time. And it might have symptoms of, of depression, but it's not depression. You're just going through the, the stages of grief. But um, when, you're, when, you're, uh, when you're speaking about your grieving, after almost two years or a year and a half or two years, that can move into an area that it could do you well to seek personal counseling and support in that area to see if you're grieving appropriately. What stages of grief are you at this time? Dealing with, you know, if I, you speak, you spoke about breaking up or being separate. Honestly, I don't quite understand that, but I believe in Dr. Jordan. Myself, we deal with people and families that make decisions that we don't quite understand and we don't always have to understand. We need to be there present to listen and to just share whatever knowledge that we might 
have, but I don't, I don't understand the reason why your breakup are the reason why you decided to have a break of the relationship. And I don't, I don't understand how that could be a cause of a person's death. Um, I don't know if that was a mutual agreed upon decision, but these are the facts. The facts of the matter is, is that you're still dealing with the loss and the death of, of someone that you love dearly. But how do we move on? Where do we go from here? And that would be the next statement, the next suggestion. What can you do to prepare yourself so that you realize that within you, you still have the ability to love. And there are still individuals out there who are also looking for an opportunity to love. But I think working on yourself, healing uh, yourself through therapy, through where, if you're a spiritual person, through your, your pastors, your leaders, your support in your community, whoever they are, the wise, elderly people that can help you and they can help walk you through this stage. But there will come a time where you're going to transfer the head the hurt of the loss. And so like put a compartment, I have a friend and she speaks about how we can take our loved ones that are deceased. And then we come to a point where we can have within our heart, like a room And this room in our heart is where we, we can place them. And so that they can be near us and they can always be close to us. But then we allow them to rest. We, we allow them to move on so that we can move on. Where memories are, are painful, we, we then move to the stage where memories are no, no longer painful, but they're loving memories. And when they become loving memories, then we can put them. So I would suggest that, you know, the blaming and the would'ves and the should'ves and I could'ves, all these type of things, that those things that you come to a point where you can set those aside and you could just focus on the good memories. Even as I speak, I know Dr. Jordan is aware of the fact that whenever, I guess it's a custom, whenever a loved one of mine or a close friend passed, just got back from Arkansas, I always take something from them or I'm, I'm giving something from the family. Like I'm wearing a watch right now that belonged to my uh, nephew who died quite a few years ago, but uh, because he had a close connection with me. So when I have this watch, it, it, it's a good memory and it's, it reminds me of the connection you, you will get to the point that as you seek support, uh, that you will get to the point that the painful memories will, you through therapy will transition to loving memories and not blaming or shaming memories where you can begin to move on in your life. And so that you can realize that you do have the ability to love again. Dr. Jordan? I agree with you, Dr. Dossman. There are stages of grief that we all go through, and that stage of feeling guilt 
and questioning what you woulda, coulda, shoulda done are all a part of the stages of grief. I believe it said that you lost your loved one a year ago. And so my condolence, our condolences are with you and our prayers go with you during this time. We give you our condolences and we really want to let you know how sorry we are that you lost the love of your life. I know Dr. Tossman stated that he didn't understand the breaking up. You mentioned you decided to break up for two months as a way to take a break. And I kind of understand that because I know with my husband, we did the same thing. We basically uh, were the first love of each other's lives and we had never dated anyone else. We had never really been around anyone intimately before. And we wanted to really take a break before we jumped into marriage um, for just a couple of months to really get to know ourselves. We were young. We were 18, 19 years old, and we wanted to get to know ourselves before we really made this commitment to be in the life of somebody else forever as a way of not really rushing into marriage you know, our families were really discouraging us from getting married at such a young age, but we decided to let's take a break. Let's really take a pause. We still saw each other, but we just kind of paused and slowed things down a little bit and took some time to really get to know ourselves, get to know if this really was the right person we wanted to spend forever with. And so I kind of understand when you said you took a pause, but your plan was always to get back because you mentioned that you were going to marry him. And so I understand that line of thinking. But once again, as Dr. Dossman said, you know, there are ways to process grief. And when it gets to the point where you're really stuck on one stage of grief for a long period of time, and with you, it being this guilt and regret of not being there, COVID hit all of us hard. And I hope that it wasn't COVID, but, you know, whatever it was, you didn't mention what it was, but whatever it was, you know, it hit all of us hard and fast and unexpectedly. And so there's no way for you to need to feel guilty about that. You should not feel guilty about that. And if you are continuing to feel guilt for a long extended period of time, as Dr. Dossman said, um, you might want to seek out counseling, some help to help you get past it. Dr. Dossman also mentioned taking a moment to find something that the individual had that you can cherish and keep. I too do the same thing with my grandmother um, with my best friend who passed, I asked to keep something but from the family so that I could remember and reflect on them. I have a prayer altar that I have set up in my home, and I have some of these little things on the prayer altar that helps me to reflect and remember and to pray for their families and those who, you know, um, they left behind. And so I really want to encourage you to ask the family. I know it's been a year, but they, I'm sure there's still things that they might have, even things that you might have still in your possession. Find one thing that, that he gave you or something that you have to help you 
to remember him by and think of those great memories, uh, cherish those great moments that you had with him and allow yourself to think on that and not the regret or the feeling of pain for not being there. Unfortunately, as I stated with COVID, so many of our loved ones unfortunately died alone. And that was beyond many of our control. You know, I really want to encourage you to release that grief and begin to focus on the love that you did share with him and the life that you did share with him and begin to allow that to be the final message that you remember about him. Dr. Dossman, is there anything else? I just want to just go back to the fact that because this person is not my client, let's just suppose she was my client. By making a statement I don't quite understand, that means that I basically would need to ask her questions because if a person is regretting something, I'm sensing that she regretted that separation time. So then I would probably ask her a question, was it a mutually agreed upon Right. Uh, separation. What were the things that led up? Because normally during the dating process, you date someone to get to know them. Then you get engaged with someone saying, I'm going to focus all my time and attention to building this relationship. So I would want to kind of have a better understanding about where were you on this line of your relationship, right. just to have a, a clear understanding of what was really the purpose of this time. So I I could understand it. Yes, yes. But now we just really want to encourage you to take this time to begin to reflect on the positive things, the great things, the great memories that you shared with one another. And to, when you find that guilt rising up within you, you know, use it time to reflect on it memories that you share. Right. And plus, Dr. Jordan, we never want to say, and I, I don't think we ever imply that we want to tell people, get over it. Right. You, you get over it because you never get over the death of a loved one. But we we basically would only share about suggestions on how you cannot just get over it. But most importantly, how you can get through it. Right. And Cope with one, it. <laughs> one suggestion that, you know, we had say is that making the memories and getting rid of those things that are unhealthy thoughts are in methodology of one research that has to do with uh, behavior therapy. We call it stinky thinking, that negative thinking. Right. And so I think from your question, that was shared with us, it seemed to reflect some of that negative thinking. And what we want to do is that we want to trace that negative thought. And then we we want to erase that negative thought. Right. And we want to replace it with positive yes. thoughts. And that's why we want to ask questions of understanding why, but then we don't want to sit there, but we want to help you help you to move on and and we can't push you but i i think you are uh you are at a point in your life where you're asking questions because i really believe that you are asking a question can i love again can i have a relationship again and my answer to that is yes Yes, of course 
Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for your question. We appreciate you joining us on this episode of Answers to Life's Challenging Questions. For more information and resources, be sure to join us on Facebook to connect directly with your hosts, as well as others just like you who are looking for answers to life's challenging questions. You can find us at facebook.com slash answers to life's questions. Until next time.